Welcome to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 10. And today I am super excited to be talking to you guys all about training. Um, I think training is one of those things that, you know, there's a lot of confusion. There's so many different programs you can follow. There's so many different methodologies out there. And I want to get down to the nuts and bolts of like what really, really matters and hopefully give you guys some direction based on where you're at in your fitness journey, uh, what your particular goals are, and kind of maybe giving you a little bit of education as to why there's some things you want to be looking for in a quality training program, whatever it is that you choose. And I'm even going to dive into a little bit of some of the common uh, group fitness programs and why they are effective for some things, but maybe not so effective for other things, and hopefully give you guys uh, some guidance there as well. So uh, first things first, if you do like this episode, if you do like any of the episodes or you're listening right now, um, please, 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 please share this with somebody that it could hopefully resonate with um, and maybe give them some education. Also, feel free to tag me on your Instagram story, on a Facebook post, anything that letting me know that you listen to this and you enjoyed this podcast. Um, also, feel free to reach out to me with any of your questions. Uh, the link to my email address and my Instagram account Facebook account will be in the show notes for you guys to have access to me as well. So uh, let's get into it. So so first things first, let's just talk about what the topic of this or the title of this podcast is today. It's called Training with Intent. And it's important to understand that whatever you're training for needs to be intentional. Otherwise, you're not really doing anything. You're just kind of going through the motions. And maybe that is right there, your intent. And I'm going to kind of dive into what that intent might look like for you. So what are your main goals? Why do we train? Well, you've got the athletes, right? Whether you are like me, you're in the sport of, in the sport of exercise, essentially. Um, you're a baseball player, football player, basketball player, mountain biker, skier, uh, triathlete, whatever it is, your training purpose is solely for performance. So you train to get better at a sport. So it's a sport specific method. Um, and like I said, in, in my sport in particular, it's kind of a, a, a weird blend because as much as it's a sport specific, there is transference from other non-sport specific training programs that make me better at mine. So I'll, I'll kind of dive into that in the next one, which is aesthetics, right? So you want to look good. You want to, you want to feel good in your clothes. You want to see abs. You want to see definition. Like your main goal is like to look good naked. And I'm going to segue this into, this is more specific to those of you guys that like maybe are not necessarily looking to go into a figure show because even figure and bodybuilding can be a performance-based sport. They're training solely for the purpose of not only just looking good, but also making sure that their muscles are symmetrical. It's very, very, very specific to something sport specific. Whereas aesthetics is just like, yeah, I don't care if my left ab is a little higher than my right ab, but I want to see abs. Okay. So you just want to look good naked. You want to, maybe you have like a, an event coming up or a wedding or something like that. Like your main goal is aesthetics. And then, and then the other one is longevity. So, you know, you, you want to look good. You want to be able to move well, you want to be able to run and bike and row and all these things. And, but you really just want to be healthy. You know, you want to make sure that your heart's healthy. You want to live a long life. And so your main goal is just like to feel good in your workouts and to, and not necessarily having like a measurable data point in specifics of a, of a competition or an end goal in terms of aesthetics, but you just want to live your life. 
It's also important to note that why we train isn't going to stay the same all year round our entire lives, right? There's going to be walks of time when our goals might be more aesthetic focused, where they might be more sport specific, and when it is a time for us to transition into more of a lifestyle training. And the different ways we are going to apply those is also going to be individualized. So, so one person's lifestyle, so giving myself case in point, I'm an athlete who trains twice a day, six days a week. I'm sorry, five days a week. Six days a week, I do an easy, I do an easy day. So five days a week, I'm training two, two times a day. I don't think I'll ever train less than 60 minutes a day. And I will probably always train five to six times a week. That's not going to be two to four hours a day for two sessions a day for the rest of my life. Whereas somebody who maybe they their their main goal has never been a sport specific thing where they've not put the, put them any hours into training, maybe they're like a 30 minutes a day, five days a week. There's other people that maybe their longevity might look like 30 minutes a day, three times a week. It's going to look very different based on the individual and their personality. So there's no right, right or wrong. It really, you have to look at the individual person and know what they value, what they like, and what they want to achieve long-term. So why we train is, is really important. It's going to help give you some direction into, into the different training modalities that you might be using. So one of the things I want to talk about is, is kind of like the common components of a well-structured training program. And this is whether you are like me and you're CrossFit bias and you like functional movement and you like, you know, getting out of breath and you like, you know, measurable data. You like that kinds of stuff um, versus somebody that really doesn't really care about that kinds of stuff. Maybe you just like to feel the pump. So, but there are some common components of a very effective training program the only difference is the purpose of those components might be a little bit different. One of them is a effective training program should always include strength training, not just any strength training. I'm not talking isometrics and I'm not talking, you know, very isolated movements. What I'm talking here is the big lifts. Are you squatting heavy? Are you pulling heavy? Are you pressing heavy? Like you want to be using the full body functional movements moving large loads, long distances, as they would say in CrossFit, you know, so we should be doing that across any of the training programs. So bodybuilders still lift heavy and they do compound movements, you know, performance athletes all lift heavy. They do compound movements, health and longevity should be lifting heavy. There should be some compound movements built into that. Now the intensity of those lifts and the purpose of the intensity might be a little bit different. So somebody looking for health and longevity does not necessarily need to be going so heavy on a back squat that they now have to risk failure or even possibly maybe they want to take it a step back and they don't want to have to put on a belt. They're still training to their maximum capacity, not just on a physical level, but from a mental level as well, where they're at in their life, they're okay with leaving it a little bit back. Somebody that's looking to PR because they're trying to compete with other people they're probably going to be pushing the limits a little bit differently. However, they're both doing the same movement. So, and especially as well with like the bodybuilding com uh, community, they're probably not going to be risking injury for the sake of a five pound jump. However, they know the benefits of pushing that intensity just below max effort. So they're going to be pushing it a little bit. And at the end of the day, all three performance, aesthetics, and health, longevity are gonna are gonna obviously put you at risk for injury, right? We can get injured walking out of our door and tripping on a on the mat. Like it's as simple as it's we're we're gonna expose ourselves to something. But 
the, the amount of intensity you put into that is going to greatly increase or decrease your risk of injury on these movements. So it's important to know that when I say that, those of you guys that are in that health or aesthetic component of this, why we train, maybe don't need to be going to that place where like in a deadlift, your back starts rounding, which is not what I want to see in any of my clients or, um, you know, pushing it to where like that two and a half pounds could risk something happening, but it's going to give you the ego of, or that it's going to give you that, like, whatever you want to call it, that high that you wanted from getting an extra two and a half pounds and beating the person next to you. So it's important to know that like you may be doing yourself a disservice by kind of blending those a little bit too much. Now, the difference there is if you're like me and you're in CrossFit, I know how competitive a CrossFit class can get. And it's important to be a mature athlete and know like what your limitations are and being able to know which days and times it is. And I've talked about this in my podcast on CrossFit CrossFit is which ones are you pushing that intensity and seeing what you're made of and, and which ones are you just training for the mere sake of like being healthy. So big lifts are a big component of that. Sorry for the segue. Another component of a good quality program is there should be some small muscle movement isolation stuff. And I will tell you that this was one of the limiting factors I found in CrossFit when I first started was we didn't do a lot of the small muscle group stuff. So, and because I was such a overachiever in the sport, I was training and I just wanted to get better at everything that I was putting my body under a lot of stress with full body movements, putting a lot of load on joints that weren't really built to sustain that because I hadn't ever worked a lot of those small muscles. And, and this is where bodybuilders and even gymnasts and, you know, previous athletes like that can come into the CrossFit space and be very successful because they've got so much time under tension on those little muscle groups. So your quality program, whether it's, this is just CrossFit as a bias, but like any of them should be working some isolation movements and some, and some what I like to call accessory work into it. So single leg, single arm movement, finding imbalances there, um, you know, working on specific joint health stuff, like lots of, lots of things that you're going to feel that burn in with the very lightweight bands and stuff like that. The stuff that's like, Ooh, that hurt. And I didn't really expect it to hurt. Um, the other one is there should be some variance and progression to it. So, um, if you're literally using the same dumbbells, every time you go into to the workout every single day and doing the same movements and you're never changing that your body's never adapting. So in order for you to make changes on the hormonal and physiological level to create muscle changes, to create body composition changes, you have to be stressing the body out a little bit. That's how your body adapts to it. So if you're not ever putting enough stress on the body, you're never going to see the adaptations that you want. And so this is where the application of a training program really matters. So it's why you could have five people doing the same program and they might all get different results. What worked for one person might not work for another person, but it very well could have just been their application of it. So you want to make sure that you are getting, um, varying the loads, varying the repetitions, going heavy some days, going a little bit lighter some days, or heavier on specific movements and lighter. So even, you know, like for instance, if I was to explain um, maybe for like, this is kind of a blend of all three of these performance aesthetics and longevity is maybe your main, your main functional compound lift is a back squat. Maybe some of your smaller movement um, isolation stuff might be some like 
banded hamstring curls, really uh, hammering those hamstrings and maybe some like single leg split squats. So you're hammering, you know, single leg movements, finding those imbalances and hammering the hamstrings. And then, you know, maybe your varied loads and reps is maybe that you're doing some kind of a, this is where we can kind of blend in the CrossFit. You're doing something with like light thrusters and higher reps one day. And then maybe the next following Monday, maybe you're doing something with like heavy front squats instead of higher reps, you're doing lower reps now. So you're varying that a little bit. Um, or maybe you're doing Mondays a lighter day and then, and then Wednesday or Thursday might be a, a higher, or I'm sorry, a heavier day with uh, lower reps. And then the other component that I think gets missed in some of uh, people's training modalities and obviously overemphasized in others is the importance of cardiovascular health. And, and this is why I, I love CrossFit because we, we do do a lot of energy system training uh, where we're training like the aerobic system, the anaerobic system or glycolytic pathway, and then uh, into like that phosphocreatine system, which is all also based in the lifting and stuff like that. We can do a whole podcast on the different energy systems, but um, you know, but what I want you guys to get across from the cardiovascular aspect of things is that we should be getting out of breath. Like we should be stressing our heart out a little bit. And it's not just because we want to look a certain way. This goes into the health and longevity aspect of things because you don't want to be, you know, 45, 55 years old deciding to start your fitness journey. And you're so out of breath because you've been doing sports specific stuff and aesthetic specific stuff for the past 20 years that you can't even walk up the stairs without getting out of breath. Like you don't want to be that person. And so you know, and just giving you guys like a little bit of a rundown, I actually wrote a list here of some of the common benefits of not only aerobic training, because exercise can actually be aerobic. A lot of times when you're doing things and you're, and you're just walking around and moving, you're aerobic in that aspect of things. But one obviously is weight control. So obviously the more you're moving, you're going to be burning a little more calories. Two is a healthy heart. Like you got to be working your heart muscles and getting yourself out of breath a little bit is going to help that insulin regulation. So for people that are dealing with even and not dealing with, but blood sugar control, you know, highs, lows, you know, that's going to help regulate those things, helps make your body more insulin sensitive. Mental health is a big one. This is a big one for me. I know I feel better. I have more energy. I'm more excited and happy when I've gotten a good workout in. I've gotten myself out of breath. Protein synthesis is a big one. So for those of you guys trying to build muscle and stuff like that, aerobic training is going to help you increase your body's ability to synthesize protein and be able to rebuild muscle tissue, reduce cancer risk. Um, so those of us that are prone to, you know, genetically predispositions to cancers, improved sleep, uh, longer lifespan and stress management, which goes into mood. So just a little list there to kind of give you guys some things to think about in terms of cardiovascular health, because it can often get missed. You know, we, we focus so much on the, you know, going to the gym, hitting the sets and reps and then leaving, you know, now vice versa, I can also get overemphasized, right? When a person's only training becomes this aerobic thing. And I'm going to go more into that in a second, but you know, then they're missing out on the lifting benefits. So just getting a little bit of it in. And we're going to talk about that um, as I kind of segue now into, you know, like training frequency, how, how often should we train, you know, what, what's, what should our time be spent in the gym doing and how long should we spend doing it? And, and this is such an, it depends answer because it really depends, like I said, on the person, their lifestyle, their, their schedule, um, what they value. Like some people just like being in the gym. They like working out. Others are like, I have to force myself to go to the gym, you know, so they're going to be more of a minimalist. So it really depends on the person, but honestly, when it comes to, and also like where they're at. So 
are they in a maintenance place where like they're happy with how they look and they feel and they are aka just like doing it for aesthetics maintenance and health or are they like trying to achieve a specific goal of like i'm trying to look leaner i'm trying to build muscle i'm trying to burn some fat i'm trying to like the way that i look in my clothes better then that person's going to be more of a goal specific so i'm going to leave this to goal specific because at the end of the day there is always a goal, whether it's health or longevity or whether it's performance or aesthetics, there still is a greater goal of like, I want to be fitter. I want to live longer. I want to be consistent with that. Or I'm trying to perform better. I'm trying to look better. So most people should be in the gym, I would say, or doing some kind of fitness that have to be in the gym four to six times a week. And a minimum of 30 minutes a day, up to 90 minutes a day. If you're performance focused, obviously we know that can go up to four to six hours a day. But for the most general population, which is mostly who I'm talking to here, you guys should be looking at 30 to 90 minutes a day, four to six days a week. I think everybody should have one day away from the stress of training and thinking about training. Because I think it's good for the body, but it's also good for the mind to focus on other things. You know, it's it's one thing if you just really enjoy taking your kids for a bike ride every day, that's part of your lifestyle. But if it's like, I got to get my cardio in, I can't take a rest day, I've got to take an active rest day, that's not the right thing to do. And there's going to be some weeks where maybe your, your fun day is you want to go for a hike and that's part of your weekly routine, but it shouldn't be like, I have to do seven days a week. So four to six days a week, 30 to 60 or 30 to 90 minutes a day. Um, and what you're looking at is for most people, you need to be lifting weights three to four times a week, unless you're just in maintenance mode and you're, and you're a genetic or you're a genetic freak. Like we need to be stimulating muscles three to four times a week. This is where smart training and programming comes in play. You know, you want to make sure that you're hitting those lifts and there's a number of ways you can do it. Some people will do full body three days a week. Other people will do like upper body split with lower body split, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I program both styles and, and I program them in cycles depending on the time of year um, and also depending on the client. So it depends on how much time they have in the gym. Are they a three times a week person? Are they a five times a week person? But definitely getting in strength training three to four times a week, um, hitting those compound movements, hitting some isolation and accessory movement and cardiovascular training also needs to play a factor. So kind of going on down into this, because a lot of us here, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people that listen to me or follow me may actually already participate in some form of group fitness program. And it's, it's so hard because as a nutrition coach, primarily for a lot of my clients, it's hard not to want to take over the training aspect of things with different group fitness programs, because some of my clients are at a point now where details matter. And it's not just if you've got a hundred pounds to lose going to a group fitness class and moving and burning calories, you're going to start to shrink. You're going to start to build muscle. You're going to start to lose fat. You're going to start to see all those adaptations happening. But over time, your body's going to adapt to that. And if I think back to my own journey, you know, when I first started fitness, I was doing a less than an hour a day, uh, video in my house. And I started off with like five pound dumbbells and then it was like, all right, I'm going to move up to eight pound dumbbells and then I'm going to go up to 12 pound dumbbells. And then I'm like, all right, I'm really not getting anything out of this anymore. And you'll know that because you're going to start to get bored. And then from there, I was like, let me try the next program, which was a little bit more intense. 
did that, graduated from that. Let me try the next program. It's going to be a little bit more intense. And I kept increasing things. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to the regular gym and start figuring this out myself. So it became a progressive training program that I progressively got fitter. So my fitness had to be matched with greater adaptations. I had to start pushing it harder. I couldn't do what I needed to do anymore with 12 pound dumbbells. I needed to get heavier weights. So when it comes to some of the group fitness programs and, and the ones on the top of my list are going to be things like Orange Theory, F45, CrossFit, um, even things like there's now like, I think it's like nine rounds or seven rounds, like a boxing focus thing. All of those things are great, but you have to think about what you're primarily getting out of them. Looking back to my common components of the effective program, you're probably getting a, depending on the program, maybe you're getting a lot of the cardiovascular stuff. Maybe you're getting some of the isolation movements. Maybe you're getting the very loads and reps. Maybe you're not getting the big lifts, vice versa. Maybe a program like CrossFit, maybe the gym you go to is very strength biased and you get a lot of the, the main lifts. Maybe you get the constant very loads and reps, but you're not getting a lot of the cardiovascular or small muscle group stuff. Um, you know, so it's important to look at the group program along with your specific goals to make sure that they are lining up. Now, when it comes to those three different things, why we train performance, aesthetics and health and longevity, I will say that group fitness is best for people that are just looking for health and longevity, that they want to like the way that they look, but they're not like specifically caught up in, in a certain goal or body, body oriented in terms of aesthetics or performance based, you know, going to a group fitness class, your main focus is I want to go in, have a really good fun workout and, and leave at that. Like that's your main focus. I think that the biggest misconception that I want to go into with these group fitness classes and in our training programs in general is the obsession with the amount of calories they burn. So I think so many people get caught up with a good workout being associated with how many calories they burn during that workout. And that could not be further from the truth. In fact, a lot of those people often experience what I would like to call like the hunger, I don't know, the hunger monster, you can call it, after they do these high intensity workouts that go for an hour and they can't figure out why they can't stop binging after they just, you know, they're undoing all of their progress in the gym. They're probably not making much progress in the gym because all they're really doing is pushing their body really hard to burn calories. So now granted, your body is using muscles when it's doing things like running, rowing, biking, you know, ball slams, but you're, you're using, you're stimulating muscles, right? We're burning, but the sole focus on the calorie burn is actually doing people a disservice in terms of what they want to achieve athletically in performance and also in aesthetically in terms of how they look. So if instead they can focus on things like time under tension on their lifts, prioritizing movement quality making sure that they're training different energy systems, depending on the sport you're in, that's going to be more bang for your buck in your training. <clears throat> the sole focus on burning calories for training is taking people further away from their goals than closer to their goals. The only people that really need to focus on, I would say burning calories per se in their workout. And this is really not even calorie perspective burning. It's just more like overall movement perspective is at the end of the day, if you literally are sitting at a desk from the hours of eight o'clock in the morning until five o'clock PM, you've got an hour commute to and from work. You're going home, cooking dinner, sitting on the, on the couch, watching Netflix. 
you do need to be creating more of that cardiovascular training. It's not the calorie burn that you need. You need more stimulation. You're not getting enough movement. For most of my clients, what I would say, and most of you guys listen to this, is that non-exercise activity should be the focus of your calorie burn per se. So what you're doing outside of your exercise is where you want to be focusing on quote unquote burning calories. So looking at your overall steps per day, looking at how much you're sitting and doing nothing all day, or are you moving around? Are you being active? Like that stuff is so much more important for your overall calorie burn than the actual intensity of your workout in terms of that. And it's honestly a lot more sustainable long-term, you know, because a lot of times when people are constantly getting beat up on themselves by how many calories they burn, I've seen people stay at the gym for an extra half an hour because they didn't burn enough calories, whereas they may have had a great workout session. So it's important to look at that kinds of stuff too, um, in terms of your overall um, goals, aesthetically and lifestyle-based. So as I leave you with this episode on training, I know it was kind of not necessarily specific. Hopefully you guys were able to take some notes. Here are some things that I want you to think about is in your training program is, are you lifting heavy? Are you actually lifting heavy? And that means like, when I say lifting heavy, for those of you guys that might be newer is, if I tell you to do 10 reps of back squats at a weight, when you get to 10, do you feel like you could barely do two more? Or do you feel like you'll probably be able to do 10 more? Okay, that's a big piece to start. And in the beginning, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve if you've not done that before to try and figure it out. Um, two, are you getting enough small muscle movement um, work? So enough accessory work in. As a performance-based athlete, I'm looking to keep my joints healthy. As an aesthetic-based athlete, you might be looking to actually see more definition in specific muscle groups. So maybe you want to have more symmetrical abs. Maybe you want to have more symmetrical biceps. Um, whatever that might be. And then for life, it's kind of very similar to the performance-based one, fixing muscular imbalances and weaknesses that you might be experiencing that might be causing some things like low back pain or um, shoulder pain or shoulder issues from, you know, something that you might do in your general life, you know, whether it's it's the way you lift things or whether it's the way you open a car door. So um, those things are all part of it. Um, and uh, one thing I did not mention as I kind of just think about that is, guys, this is huge, is um, mobility. Um, and this isn't so big for the, well, it's big, big for the performance, maybe not so much for the aesthetics, but this is huge for performance and health and longevity. I apologize for leaving that one out, but mobility is huge. Guys, if you can't like get into good positions, if, if that's something that's limiting you, you should be doing some flexibility practice. So, um, a lot of times just by training those functional movements, over time, if you're using proper mechanics and you're lifting with proper form, you will start to increase your mobility without having to do a ton of stretching and stuff like that. That's why I love CrossFit because it it made me more mobile as I did that stuff. Now, vice versa, if you're doing a ton of like bench press and, and a lot of pushing and pressing, like you're probably going to get super tight and you might need to spend a little bit more time doing um, some more pec stretching and stuff like that. So mobility is another one I didn't, I didn't mention that I probably should have in, in terms of well-rounded training programs. Um, so, and then also you want to make sure that you're training your cardiovascular system. And then for those of you guys that are looking at your, your group fitness program, here's the biggest thing that's hard for a lot of people is I can train well as an athlete by myself. I also train much better when I'm with people. And I know that, and I like the blend of the two, 
What can happen though, is we get so hung up on the community aspect of things that we're not taking time to prioritize our time in the gym for what we need. So I do like finding a blend of the two. I think it is really good for people to have it that are fitness focused, that are probably going to be people like me who are going to be in the gym five, six days a week for the rest of their life to have that community aspect, because that is taking up. I mean, think about it. If you're spending an hour a day in the gym, six days a week, that's six hours a week times times four, that's 24 hours out of the month times a year. Like you're spending a lot of time there. So you should develop a community rapport, like with people that you work out with and, and enjoy that. But it's important that you don't get so hung up on the community and get frustrated that you're not reaching your own goals. You have to kind of find that blend of the two. So um, I would say that. And in terms of all the different training programs out there, I'm going to tell you this as well. I don't have anything bad or good to say about any of them because at the end of the day, all programs are going to work if you give it full effort. So I do believe that there is a way to make everything work as long as you're giving it full effort and, and also taking a look at what's missing from the template and in terms of quote unquote, the group program and filling in the gaps of what you need to make it more complete for yourself. The only limiting factor with that for a lot of people is time commitments. And so for those people that they just can't be in the gym longer than an hour in a day, they can't make the supplemental stuff happen. I would honestly recommend them maybe shifting to like a three day a week group and then a two to three day a week individual so that they're getting a little bit of both and not getting so hung up with what they're missing and what they're not missing. So hopefully this podcast was insightful for those of you guys who do value training. Um, as I said, the, the name of this podcast is The Inner Athlete because I do believe fullheartedly that every single person on this earth does have an inner athlete in them that's just waiting to come out. And I'm on a mission to help you guys find yours. Thanks for listening. If this, if this podcast resonated with you or you have any more questions you want answered on your own training program, even if you want me to evaluate your current training program, please feel free to reach out to me. There is a link in my show notes to my Instagram account, my Facebook account, and my email address. I look forward to connecting with you guys and let's get after the last week of October.